0: Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, welcome back, welcome back to IKP, um, Saturday episode, so you know how we're going to give it up, Saturday episode, and um, as I told you guys, playoff talk, all NBA playoff talk uh, over these next couple episodes, over these next couple weeks, to be honest, uh, all NBA playoff talk. I invested so much into the draft, into the draft. I talked about that into the NFL draft, but now it's all NBA playoffs. And as I mentioned, I'm going to continue to bring on guests throughout the rounds, throughout the playoffs. But prior to the playoffs starting, I am I am going to do some predictions with other content creators. And first and foremost, let me introduce myself. I'm Isaiah Kidd, your humble and highly favored host of the Isaiah Kidd Podcast. And I'm I'm also joined by accompanied by uh Naji, aka No Layups, um, a, a a person that I I truly respect when it comes to his basketball takes, um, and I, you know I, I sometimes disagree with him on some of his takes, but I for the most part his basketball intellect is one of the best that I have encountered, and um and I'm gonna let Naji introduce himself.
1: What's up, y'all? My name Naji. Student at Radford University, um, junior coming up, and I'm just an avid basketball fan, future GM, you know, do some scouting work. Check out my YouTube channel, No Layups, or catch me on Instagram and Twitter, Add No Layups. And, you know, I'm glad to be on the platform, man, glad to have somewhere where I can just vocally express my predictions. You know, type in what I think in 180 characters, sometimes you don't get everything out. And I don't have the time to
0: be typing out uh, a thousand word threads and stuff. So man, this is good. This is good. For sure. For sure. And, and I, as I said, um, I w- I'm going to leave Naji's, as I always do with um, any guests that I bring on, I'm going to leave their stuff on the, in the description below. So y'all, so y'all can check out Naji's Instagram page, his Twitter page, his YouTube t- page, all of those pages. He, he utilizes social media way more than me. And he does a great job at it. So all of his content is there. And as I said, it's great stuff on there. So, so Najee, let's start with this. Let's start with this. NBA playoffs. We know, we know, we know, we kind of know who's in the play in. Like the Lakers obviously beat the Warriors and we can start right there. Give me your take on what you saw. Give me your outtake on what you saw from the Lakers and Warriors game. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the highest rated game this year so far. So you tell me your outtake, your outlook on the, you know, the Lakers. How did they look? How did the Warriors look? You know, Steph, I know you've been really, you've been really big on Steph this year. So go ahead and, you know, give me your take on the Warriors Warriors and Lakers game. Okay, let's start from the Warriors perspective. Uh...
1: The Warriors have come a long way from what we saw at the start of this year. And Steve Kerr actually playing guys that was in the G League and out of the rotation now. Now they're playing and playing good. Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano Anderson. And most importantly, you got Goat Curry. Just, he's a man <laughs> of mission, And Draymond, they they just like perfect. Curry is an all-time offensive player. To me, he's the greatest offensive player ever. Top five nonetheless. But Draymond, people got mad at him for saying he's the greatest defender ever. While I disagree, Draymond still is an all-time defender. And it's sad that to appreciate stuff in Draymond, it took them not having a respectable supporting cast around them. You know, people always say you couldn't they couldn't carry a team, or that Draymond was an overrated defender. Well, that was never true, but you know when you're on top, people want to hate on you. I'm just glad those guys getting their appreciation now. They're elite defensively, and it's it's gonna be scary next year when Clay come back. It's really gonna be scary next year when Clay go back. They they Wiggins is having the most efficient career, um, his most efficient year playing with Steph Curry, and then he having the best. Defensive year for his career also, you're playing with Draymond. And it's also funny how everybody that plays with Draymond automatically becomes a great defender. Like how people was saying KD was locked down defender, it's like a Draymond effect. Mm. How uh, KD was having the most efficient and greatest scoring stretches with the Warriors, it's a Curry effect. So those two is just amazing. The Warriors, they should end up eighth. And I'm gonna go out on the limb and say they're gonna beat Utah if they played them in a series. And I know people are going to say, well, outside of Curry, what offense you have. But I think the Warriors defense is really going to disrupt Utah's offense. And I think Curry can carry the offense just enough because Rudy Gobert is not going to step out on the perimeter or you're done. So I think the Warriors win that. And from the Lakers' perspective, you know, when you're the champ, you're lucky. Um, (laughs) I I told people, don't look at name. They got worse as a team this year. And I even let's say Anthony Davis and LeBron healthy, I still feel you you were you got worse in your big man rotation. That was a strength last year. Athleticism and defense. Mm-hmm. was your strength? And you the, outside of A D playing AD at the five, which he doesn't like to do most of the game, which can actually put you in a because now you either behind or the game is closer. It couldn't be if AD just would play a five out, you know, from eight. So you have Drummond that's not a good defender. He needs just terrible. Um as Harold, that's not a good defender. And then on offense, Dennis Schroeder, um, I don't know why he turned out an extension, by the way, but Dennis Schroeder, he's a pick and roll ball handling guard. But the thing is, playing with LeBron, to be a guard beside LeBron, you have to be an outright go-getter. So when Dennis is really out there with LeBron, he really doesn't have that much. You don't get Max Dennis, so you're not getting the best Schroeder you're getting. And then with the, when you have him on the bench, I mean, yeah, you may get Max Schroeder, but everything around him is just, ugh. When LeBron's just not on the court, the Lakers offense is, it, it looks terrible. It looks like they can't give Anthony Davis the ball. Um, Anthony Davis, his fluky shooting is running it out because, you know, he shot better than Dirk Nowitzki in the bubble last year. So now the fact that he never goes to the paint as often as he should and just sits and settles for jump shot. it it He it, it hurts the Lakers' offense, and it gets to the point where Rotations will be big their first round matchup because if you mess around and do the wrong rotations versus Phoenix and when LeBron's going to the bench, it's still Devin Devin Booker or Chris Paul or even both on the court, they are going to run the score up or come back. So I don't know what the Lakers is gonna do this first round matchup. I have them winning. But rotations will be major, 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 and I don't see how you play Andre Drummond in this series. Because
0: yeah, he's on already- Yeah. Yeah, so- I, 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 I totally agree. I'm a, so I'm gonna go back with the Warriors. <clears throat> um, you just and it's it's funny that you mentioned Draymond and kind of like the Draymond effect defensively because on your latest YouTube video, you talked about Draymond when you talked about the portion when you talked about Draymond his defense. He be he like when guys play alongside Draymond, not only do like he he's obviously a great basketball mind, but those guys become exponentially great defenders, um, or better defenders than what they were originally. And I look at a guy like Andrew Wiggins. I'm just so impressed with Andrew Wiggins and the leaps that he has taken over um since joining the Warriors because obviously Andrew Wiggins number one overall pick. He had a lot of hype coming into the league. And I just felt like he he's he's most of his career he's massively underachieved. But I feel like now he has a certified role with the Warriors where I think he can be a third option um, when Clay comes back. I think he's a legitimate a legitimate third option, and he's always had the athletic ability to be a premier defender. It's just that now those intangibles are just coming alive. And I think a lot, like you said, a lot of that has to do with Draymond green and the job, the, the job that Draymond green did on Anthony Davis um, this past Wednesday night was incredible. It was an incredible defensive performance that I've seen from Draymond in a while, to be honest. So I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily, a, I mean, it it's going to be a hot take because the warriors are an eighth seed, but I, My biggest thing with Utah has always been their lack of perimeter defense. And so when you're talking about their lack of perimeter defense, how are you going to guard Steph Curry? So I think I've always said this about Utah. I think the death of Utah in the postseason, whether they lose in the first round, in the second round, or even in the conference finals, I think the the death of Utah is going to be their lack of perimeter defense. And what perimeter player is, being, is playing better than Steph Curry right now? Steph Curry has been he over the last couple months he's been the best player in basketball. That game on Wednesday night versus the Lakers, he was the best player on the floor by far. So I'm so I'm just curious to see what you how Utah handles um, like how Utah handles guarding Steph Curry and what do they do with Rudy Gobert because I know he's a great defensive he has great defensive impact. But what happens if Draymond start hitting shots? And I know Draymond is, Over. yeah, right, right. What happens if Draymond starts hitting shots, and you ha- and that forces Rudy Gobert to come out of the paint? That that that's going to be really difficult. Now with the Lakers, you were the only one, and I, I, I I'm not going to say you were the only one, but you were only you were you were, you were one of the only one, um, wh- like one of the people that were talking about how the Lakers acquisitions actually did not make them a better team if i hey, hey, hey you were you were the long ones you were standing on that side of the road by yourself because a lot of people thought the lakers got better with adding mantras hurled and, and marcus and a couple other guys but the andre drummond experiment it hasn't worked at all he's unplayable he's unplayable whatsoever and the Lakers' offensive problems is, or as far as their big rotation, it, it could all be solved if Anthony Davis would play the five a lot more than he does, but he doesn't. But I and, and I just don't know why because I feel like offensively and defensively, there are some matchups that he could exploit while playing the five, but that's yeah, neither, it is. It's, a lot. it's a lot of matchups, but that's neither here or there. I think. A guy, guys like Montrez Harold, Andre Drummond, I just don't know how you play them in certain playoff series. I just don't know how you play those guys.
1: because uh, we saw it with Harrow versus Jokic last year. That was yeah, that was something else. And then it's just I don't know. And it's kind of it's as crazy as this sounds. If the Lakers would have played Mark Gasol, the game would have been close Wednesday. Mm. Why they don't? Why they won't do it? Politics, but you would have had an elite interior defender on the court still, even though he can't move, and you still would have had somebody to space the floor and get rebounds or at least box out, you know, to get rebounds because I don't know why Draymond was killing Anthony Davis on the boards too, but I just don't know why... It's politics, I know, but it's it's. Marcus Gasol isn't as bad as what people make them because if Marcus Gasol was on the Warriors, they they probably
0: would go to the Western Conference Finals. Oh wow! See, and, and that's yeah. the thing you have you have a lot of confidence in this Warriors team, and that's what I that's what I've liked about with your take with Steph Curry and the Warriors because it's been consistent. Because right. I I mean, this, to start the season, the first half of the season, I didn't think this Warriors team was a playoff caliber team. But it's it seems like since they have turned the corner, um, since like post All Star break, like the defensively they are really impressive. And what I saw on Wednesday night, their pick and roll defense was excellent. If you if you're a team that needs to focus on pick and roll defense, look at film from the Warriors on Wednesday night. They defended the pick and roll really well. And some of it is due to like Anthony Davis. There's a couple times where Anthony Davis just this he decided not to post up when he had smaller players on him. But still, the Warriors executed perfectly with their pick and roll defense. So I'm gonna move on. Um, we kind of got we got the matchup set up out east. But I want to talk about the Celtics. I want to talk about the Celtics. <laughs> I, I I really do because I, so on my, my latest, on my recent, my most recent episode, I talked about, um, not Danny Ainge this time, not Danny Ainge this time, but Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens coming into the league his first couple years, he got praise and he was, he was labeled a genius because, really? because of his because he was able to raise the floor and raise the ceiling for certain players. So he's a good player development. He's a, he's a good player development coach. Like he develops players really well, but now I'm starting to ask myself, can Brad Stevens coach superstars? Can he, does he have the personality and the ego to coach, to coach superstars? Because it seems like the Celtics, there's even two, there's two things even happening. The Celtics players, aren't hearing his message and it's getting old or they're hearing his message and it's just going out of, it's going one ear out of the other. Give me your take on the state of the Celtics. I don't give them any chance to even win a game versus Brooklyn, but give me your take on the state of the Celtics and Brad Stevens as a whole.
1: Um. Okay. This is what a lot of issues with teams and stuff and holding on to all Brad Stevens is like that girl you're in a relationship with, and it's great from the start. But you just, you know, when something's fun and you just know, like, "Ah, I'm not going to marry you. But it's fun. Like, you already had a reason to cut her off. (laughs) But it's like, you know, like, y'all ain't going to get married. But she she ain't gave you a reason to cut her off yet. (laughs) So Brad, it's like, he's great. He's great with less. So think of how when Mark Jackson got fired, mm-hmm. it's because they reached their pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Boom. It got us to this level. Now we need somebody to take us over the hump. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of Kyrie issues, with, even with the players, with Ainge and Brad Stevens. Because you realize like, okay, what you're doing, it, it's good for young players. It helps them develop. You know, they go get paid. He's a perfect player for young players, role players to go play with a couple of years, go get paid. Boom, I love it. Go get your money. But he just doesn't take you to that next level. And that's fine because, you know, not everybody's a championship coach. But when you keep him around and then it's like, huh, you get tired of losing with expectations, losing with expectations. So it's like he's not bad enough to fire, but he's not good enough to win. And, And clearly Danny Ainge doesn't want to pull the trigger unless he's forced to pull the trigger. Tatum's not gonna speak. Tatum's very passive. Marcus Smart is, he's loud, but he's not good enough to, you know, have his word to hold any weight. Right. Right. So it's so Ainge has to step up and get rid of him, which I've been saying. Both of them really need to go, but Ainge has to step up and get rid of him for a new coach. But that it, it Brad has done great things. He showed he could coach in the NBA. Go get you a young team, bro. Go go go! Take Luke Walton job in Sacramento. Waste De'Aaron Fox. You know, go go get you a new job, bro. Because you reach your pinnacle here, and that is okay. Like that is okay, but it, it it it's just stagnant, and you don't really have any chance to win. And you've had so much talent, and just it just got wasted. Wasted. So, yeah, it's too much talent to get wasted.
0: I j- so like, and you hit it. Like he is like, this is, this is Mark Jackson. Brad Stevens is now like the East coast version of Mark Jackson. where like the warriors are winning 50 games and, you know, Steph, you know, somewhat of an all-star caliber player, but you could tell the warriors had like, they had capped off where their ceiling was at, at that moment with Mark Jackson right. and with the Celtics like you said, he hasn't, Brad Stevens has been a good coach. You know, he's made the playoffs. He's made several Western Con, I mean, Eastern conference finals appearances. Never, never, never has gotten to the finals, but gotten to the Eastern conference finals and have lost. I just, I feel like he's a good old, he's, he's really good with overachievers. And if that was the story of his career at Butler, where like, Butler doesn't really have any like real superstar caliber prospects. So a lot of those guys he developed and he fit into this system, and and then the the same thing happened with the Celtics where he took over where Boston, you know, mediocre team when he took over, they were in the midst of a rebuild, and now they have they you know they've they've hit on one draft pick really out of all these draft picks Danny Ainge he's really hit on one all these all the rest of these other draft picks. I mean the Jalen Brown pick, it, it turned out to be pretty well. That was okay. Well, that was
1: but an obvious pick.
0: Right. That was obvious. But all these other picks haven't panned out. So it's it just seems like the rebuild is just going too long. It's just taking too long. And you think about it, Brooklyn has now become a title favorite. And uh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy thinking back they finessed us and look how the tables turned, right?
0: Right. Look how the tables turn. So, and with that, and you said Danny Ainge should be gone. Explain to me why doesn't Danny Ainge take more risk? Because the one risk that he took was trading for Kevin Garnett. And Kevin Garnett, as we all know it, they turn you know, they traded for Kevin Garnett. They got Ray Allen and, you know, brung him along with Paul Pierce. And they end up winning the championship the following year. Why hasn't he taken more risks similar similar enough to that type of trade to to get this team over the top? Because
1: it's easier to it's easier to pull the high, ah, I just let me let me believe in the young guys. These young guys I tell you, you always can fall back on that because a lot of people are scary in life. A lot of people don't want to take that extra chance, which isn't a guarantee. It isn't a guarantee that it's going to work out. But at some point, are you living without taking risks? Like me and my friend Malcolm, for the Malcolm and Ron show, we always get into it because I say, why didn't he trade for you? could have traded for Cole. Like, I don't care if you're going to win a championship one year and they leave. That's also, I think, his problem, too. He don't want them to win and leave. He wants to keep them because I don't think he wants to go through another phase of rebuilding like they went through after 2002. From 2002 to 2007, those little five-year stretches in Boston. Right. I don't think he wants to go through that again. So he'll rather stay mediocre and teetering for a while. But he just and it's crazy because if you win a championship once, people are gonna respect the move you made. Look at Toronto. Even though Kawhi Love, they still stay relevant. And even if they went through a rebuild, like let's just say they threw everything out, everything else out of the Kawhi Love, everybody would have respected the fact you won a championship. That, like, Jalen Brown, will never be as good as James Harden. So I don't know why they didn't put a trigger on that trade this year. I, I don't I, care I, they were <laughs> asking for Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, like, go, like, you're out of here, buddy. You would never be good as James Harden. (laughs) Like, Jalen Brown nor Jason Tanner will ever be as good as Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Jalen Brown will ever be as good as Jimmy Butler.
0: That's a fact.
1: You you, you keep all of them. For what? You, you, Borden should have been gone. And that was a little, that was politics, uh, a political situation with that. And then you, you, it's, it's, okay, this is my biggest issue with Danny Age, Not the fact that he holds on to pieces and stuff. You saw Kyrie Irving didn't work with this team. You know, too many people. It was too many people that needed a ball on that team. Right. So you go sign an off-brand version with a Walker? <laughs> like, are you serious? Hey, like, Really? So you just want to, uh, to me, it's, it just seemed like, yeah, let me just keep the star power around and wait till these young guys develop. Maybe we'll get to the championship. If we do, that's good, but at least we'll stay relevant and uh, contender, fringe contender at least. That, that yeah, he, he's just too conservative. He holds his stock too long instead of knowing when to sell.
0: Definitely. He's definitely that guy. He's definitely He's definitely that guy who holds his stock too long. What and I want to do this? The Brooklyn Nets, cause you're, you're 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 you cover Brooklyn. You you like if you if you're anything into the Brooklyn Nets, please follow Najee, cause he's he's all over Brooklyn. Tell me the one thing that Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, cause I know that I I would assume that they're your favorite to win it all. Yeah, it definitely, definitely has to be my favorite. What is the one thing that could prevent the Brooklyn Nets from winning the championship or getting out of the East? What's the one issue? Uh, it's,
1: it's cliche, so I'm not going to say health because I feel like that's the Right, right. Health, 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 health. Yeah, yeah, we know. But honestly, I don't want to play the Bucks, and I know we're going to have to. Because <laughs> when Giannis is at the five, that's unstoppable. Like it's nothing we can do. And I think Giannis is the best player out of the heart and then KD and all of them. So Giannis and I don't know. It's Giannis. And if their defense can disrupt us, okay. The Bucks can the Bucks can do something where they can force us to play ISO ball and the
0: ISO isolations are the least, you know. Effective. The least efficient play in basketball, no matter how many effective
1: isolation scores you got, but right. so that's going to happen. So if they force us to play iso ball, go small with Giannis at the small, with Youngs at the five, and we're forced to play iso ball and all this stuff, it could really it, it could really bother us. So it's going to have to take a team that that can switch very good and still dominate us on the inside. Mm. I would say the. The Clippers can't dominate us on the inside, but they can switch. But we saw when they were switching, we just picked out Batum, wherever Batum was guarded. You remember that game? Yeah. When Katie Kyrie all scored 20 straight on, it was crazy, like, all on Batum. Yeah. The Philly can't switch. They they play drop coverage. And Ben Simmons can't guard Kyrie. He may guard hard and very well a uh, little Katie, but they're, they're going to get kicked. The Lakers. They in theory should be able to, but again, going on take, Ad, you got to play the five from jump. That's what it would take. But then again, who? I don't know. The Lakers and Bucks would give us the biggest, but I think the Bucks would give us the biggest issue because they really Middleton D's up, Drew Holiday D's up, Devin Chizzo D's up. Giannis is a top two to three defender in the league and pj tucker so it it, a team has to force us to play iso ball and destroy us and interior defense because we don't have no protection. that's the most important thing defensively
0: well i think y'all should play nick nick nicholas claxon more i think you should play i don't know why nash won't do it (laughs) like i don't I don't know why they don't, cause they keep trying to play, and I I don't know why. And I you know, God bless DJ, but I don't know why they keep trying to play DeAndre Jordan. They should be playing. They should be playing Claxton more. Yeah, I, I I don't know why. But okay, okay. So now that I got that from you, the the Nets' biggest obstacle could be the Milwaukee Bucks. That's interesting. Give me your take on Giannis, because I feel like because I know you've been you've been tough on Mike Boonhoser and yes. I and I and I and I've been critical of Mike Boonhoser as well and my thing is with Giannis this is my people this is my thing I think Giannis is the NBA's version of Lamar Jackson everybody yeah. everybody in the NBA media focuses on what Giannis can't do just like everybody and most people in the NFL media focus on what Lamar can't do but what they don't talk about is what they can do. And what both of those two guys can do is better than anybody else it, at their respective position or or right. sport. And Giannis is probably the best player in the open floor in the NBA right now. He's the best player in the open floor right now. Lamar is the best quarterback with his legs. He is af- He is as athletic as a quarterback that we have seen. Lamar wins eighty percent, eighty percent of his games. He's thirty and four versus any other quarterback, not Nate Mahomes. Giannis, I, we focus on the things that Giannis can't do, but Mike Budenholzer does not. He, he doesn't put him in these positions as far as putting him on the post, letting him come off of pin downs. Is Mike Budenholzer under the most pressure this year as yeah, a coach? I think.
1: If if they flame out early, and you are gonna be able to tell whether it's him or the players, if they flame out early, he's out of there. But I'm not gonna lie, he may be out of there regardless if they flame out early. If they don't go at least six or seven with the the nets, there he's out of there. And because last year with the with the Heat series, it's no reason why are you why are you having Lopez on the floor. So you can't switch. (laughs) All they was doing was, I'm going to run and pick and roll. You're going to drop cover. They're going to help from one of the corners. Giannis is going to rotate and help. And the corners open. Three, three, three. And the games were close. So even if you ran that most of the game, why in the last five minutes, you just don't put Giannis at the five and switch, or put Giannis at the five and let him guard Jimmy. You would want him to play upside. And we know Giannis can lock up on ball because he guarded KD. That started the narrative of Giannis can't guard on ball, which was always dumb. Cause I seen him lock AD up before. I seen him guard KD well
0: this mm-hmm. year. That boot
1: and it wasn't using right. But this year, he's he didn't guard it. A D. he's been guarded, guarded um, you know, I saw him guard Kawhi and PG very well when they played the Clippers. I saw yes. him guard KD very well. So, I just, I'm glad that he's starting to maximize Giannis, you know, in the in the fourth quarter, in the last five minutes of close games. He's guarding the spar, the perimeter player, or, the you know, the wing, perimeter wing. And then, you know, most of the game he can do his roaming and helping because he's probably the second best run protector in the league today. So, still, I just like that adjustment. I just hope he can do it in the playoffs. And they better sweep or beat the Heat in five. Cause I I don't want to hear. I'm tired of Miami. saying It's just gonna be like last year. Like it's no bubble effect, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm telling them, man, they they
0: better blow them out. I, I I think Milwaukee. I think they're gonna handle them pretty well. I, I might give Miami two games just off the strength of Jimmy Butler, and I feel like Miami is just a totally different team when Jimmy Butler's on the floor. But yeah. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not huge on Tyler Hero. Um, he's had a a sophomore slump, I would say to put it in, that's the best way to put it in or the yeah. nicest way. He's at a sophomore slump. So, and you mentioned, and you mentioned Giannis. Okay. So oh, what the hell? Okay. So you mentioned Giannis. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers Embiid bead has been awesome. He's been, he's been MVP caliber. Um, Just when he's MVP, played.
1: So
0: yeah. When he's played, when he's played, does give me give give me your take on Philly. Can Philly get out of the Eastern Conference? Or is this the same old Philly? Um, you know, does uh, is it, Ben Simmons lack of jump shot is that gonna is that gonna hurt them? Because I still feel like that's gonna be a determining factor where you know whether or not they can get out of the Eastern Conference. Philly to me is just um they're just pretenders to me. Um, <laughs> uh it's the fact like your defense is good.
1: your defense is good, very good, but an issue they have is their offense isn't good enough to be a championship-level offense. And Joel, even though he's a dominant interior scorer, he's not a playmaker. Ben Simmons can pass, he's not a playmaker, and he's ineffective in the half court. What other guards do they have? I don't... Playoff Tobias Harris is trash. Yeah, I'm not with him. Yeah. And they shooting it. And, uh, and you got Seth Curry but outside of that is wonky. So mm-hmm. I just their defense is elite, but their offense is just mid. So because of that is gonna be the reason. Even though they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals, they're gonna lose whoever win the Bucks in that series. So that's that and. That's another team. Since you want to be stupid and I trade for James
0: Harden, what's about to happen to you? So so you mentioned okay, so Philly. So I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get a grasp here. Give me your take. Give me your take on the MVP. Because I think you have an interesting take on on the MVP award. Um, so obviously. I think Nikola Jokic is is a is a definite candidate. You have Steph Curry, who's a definite candidate. Uh, Chris Paul. Some people think he's a definite candidate. And and I want you, before you even talk about the MVP race, talk about the Chris the you know quote unquote Chris Paul effect in Phoenix. Uh, I, bro,
1: is, he's a freaking benefit. All right, bro, let me get into my bag. <laughs> This Chris Paul has been bothering me since last year. Because last year, his team was not bad. And his numbers were mid. You had Shea, Schroeder, Danilo Gallinari, even Adams. but your team, that was a playoff team last year. Yes, Chris Paul was the best player. Stop acting like he didn't have any help. So we get to Phoenix. This is where context matters. And we see who passed English and who had problems with context clues. Because... <laughs> People like looking at it on the surface. They look at no, this is what they do: A, B. You know, you ever took a, you ever you, you ever cheated on a test on a math test, and the teacher was like, "How'd you get the answer?" <laughs> and you like, "Uh, uh, uh." So people just look at A, B. Chris Paul's solution, not looking at what happened in the middle. Mm-hmm. Boom! Fence barely missed the playoffs. One, two. A, M, missed twenty-five games. Oubre missed double digit games, Rubio missed double digit games, and Baines missed double digit games. Injuries, number two. Number three, they would the way they played once Aiden came back was a 15. Remember Fina started off real good last year before Aiden got hurt too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, second to the West. That's number three. Number four, no shit. If you upgrade from Ricky Rubio to Chris Paul, you're gonna be, you're gonna be better. <laughs> Not denying that. Number four, number five is this: Are we really gonna sit here and act like the Lakers, Clippers, and Denver injuries aren't the reason they are in part of the top four? Mm. So really, you benefited from injuries from other teams. The reason why you're seeing a second, I think Phoenix is legit. Uh, I would, they're four through six. They're four through no, no. Yeah, yeah. I would say this: They're a four through six sixteen. Okay. But their ceiling is inflated because of injuries to the other teams, which is why they're in second. But that, that's Chris Paul's fact is fake because they are – when you take Chris Paul and Devin Booker and put them by themselves on the floor, the team is better when Devin Booker's on offense, you know, without Chris Paul, and Chris Paul is without Devin Booker. So it, it just – it's the name. It's the legacy. Like, people want to – people really try to give – Chris Paul, the Lifetime Achievement Award with this MVP race, because he's not the best player on the scene either. So it's just annoying when you see these Lifetime Achievement Awards people want to give. They did it in Kobe with the all-defensive teams because he didn't deserve as many as he got. He
0: mm-hmm. tried to do it with LeBron last year yeah. with the MVP race. So this it, it, it Chris Paul,
1: Jank is fake because if you want to be real, since you want to say Chris Paul is the MVP candidate, why isn't donovan mitchell or rudy gobert in the mvp consideration either because i don't even like donovan mitchell but if you want to pull that a b but shouldn't rudy gobert or donovan mitchell be an mvp discussion
0: no i mean if if we're going to pull that card then yes you have a good point but i don't but i don't think they should be in the mvp conversation i don't me personally i don't think so but if you're going to use the chris paul effect and run with that narrative then yeah you'd have to yeah it's just, and i don't like because
1: i think chris ball is a top five point guard ever but when people start overdoing it i'm like bro stop 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 because he isn't even the, he's barely the fifth best point guard today because <laughs> i can see him between fifth and seventh and somebody somebody made a compelling argument to me the other day that drew holiday was better than chris paul this year and i was like wow yeah, like I couldn't really argue it back.
0: So it, it, it. narratives and name, narratives and <laughs> names. <He's> Even narratives <laughs> and names. So and, and and give me your MVP take. Who, in your opinion, is the MVP this season? Look, look, look,
1: look, look. My fan, because look, my fandom says give Curry to the MVP. There was a fifth-worst offense. It was a top-ten-worst offense in history, Without him off the floor. And then, uh, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, it's, it's Jokic. It's, only because Joel got hurt. Right. right? Jokic. Jokic, he's had the greatest offensive season from a big man ever. or Top two, him a Shack in 1,000. It is just, Jokic is just amazing. And Jokic moved up in my rank. Because I'm going to say this. Hot take. Jokic this year was better than A.D. last year. So even if they both healthy, I'm going I'm to say Jokic's offense is so good that it's better than A.D.'s two-way. And that may be a hot take, but I don't care. I'm wow. Schooler. Wow. Care. Wow. Yeah, Jokic, because Jokic, if, if I was to say Jokic Curry was the MVP, and even though Kobe Bryant is my favorite player, I always argue that Steve Nash deserved his MVP in 06. And Kobe was, yes, the best player in the world. Like I feel Curry was the best player in the world. But yeah, man, Jokic's impact is crazy. It's it's similar to actually to Nash in 06 because Nash still kept them, you know,
0: top. They were second in the West. Denver's third, if I'm correct, right? Yes, Denver's third. third. Yep.
1: Amari was out most – Amari only played two games that year. Yeah. He was still in the West. Jamal Murray didn't play damn near the whole second half of the year. Right. They, they still relevant. So you got to give it to him. And ceiling reason is always better for floor reason. So I, I got Jokic MVP. And it honestly, he should be unanimous, but he's not going to be unanimous. Because an idiot is going to give Chris Paul the first-place MVP vote.
0: <laughs> and 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 no, Naji doesn't like. I mean, he doesn't hate on Chris Paul, but I do agree with him. I do think, and I and I've I got I caught myself because I'm like, hold up, Phoenix. Yeah, they you know the 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 acquisition of Chris Paul was big, but Aiden missed 25 games due to um the PED use, substance abuse, or whatever. Uh, Ricky Rubio didn't have a bad year with Phoenix. Ricky Rubio was really uh, 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 like he was a, a starting They're level starting caliber, starting point bar. Bar. yeah. But uh, obviously, Chris Paul is an upgrade. But Ricky Rubio was not bad with that, with you know, given the fact, given adding context to what it was last year, he was not bad. And then just you see the progression of Phoenix core. Um, and also if you want to talk about impact, I mean, Jay Crowder. With his ability to stretch the floor and play defense on the perimeter, I'm not saying he's had the, the, the same amount of impact that Chris Paul has had, but Jay Crowder certainly has improved this Phoenix Suns defense. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Oh, Crowder also. Yeah. No, they they teamed this year. Michael is better than Kelly Oubre. Devin Booker got better another year. Aiden got better another year. Natural progression. Jay Crowder is a good defender. And all those role players on the bench, they're good. They, well, let's say they naturally progress through the years. I mean, they've been developing. So, it's not like Chris Paul joined. Chris, Chris Paul didn't join your regular non-playoff team. Right. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, oh, my God, he transforms. Stop, stop,
0: stop, stop. And they got the coach of the year, Monty Williams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so and you mentioned Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year candidate, Monty Williams, but another Coach of the Year candidate and Tom Thibodeau. How good are the Knicks? Tell me how good the Knicks are. Uh,
1: bro, for real, the Knicks are good in the year. They need to be bad because this draft class is crazy. But <laughs> the Knicks are first they, – they're going to make the second round because I think they're going to beat Atlanta, but that's, they're still the first and second round. But I also think they're a benefactor. They also benefited, benefited from this year, because I don't think – I'm going to be real. I'm going to go through the teams. I really don't think the Knicks is better than in a normal year without all these injuries and COVID and teams having – you know, this right. year was kind of crazy, which you got to play the schedule. But honestly, in a normal year, count this – you aren't better than Philly. Okay. Better than, I'm gonna go out. You're not better than Boston in a regular year. Right. You're not better than Tampa. That's just your division. You're not better than Milwaukee. You're not better than Indiana. You're not better than Miami. You're not better than Washington. You could argue Atlanta. Chicago. I don't. I don't think you're better than Chicago if when Chicago actually build around those two players. Oh, wow. You know, they, yeah, they when they actually get the right pieces around Zach Levine and Vucevic's offseason. So, at minimum, one, two, three, four... That's like eight teams. I don't think you're really a playoff team. I just think with luck of the draw and what stuff that was going on, you just benefited from what you had. You, you benefited from a... a a COVID nineteen year. I'm not bad, but I'm just gonna just be real. I don't really think you're as good as your season is.
0: Right. And, 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 and as I put it, Tom Thibodeau, what he does is he's a he's a coach that's gonna emphasize defense, defense, defense. And his teams are usually scrappy and they give a lot of effort. Well, in a year like this, especially a year like this, with you know the defense being at an all time high like all-time low and just all-time bad and the injuries and you, and you mentioned it. I think that type of formula can easily win you 30 to 40 games. So I think that, I think the Knicks have benefited off of that.
1: And then you got, okay, this is another thing. You got no fans. I don't think people really understand that. Like last year I said, the bubble, There was no fans in open court. You ever went? You ever heard like let's say your basketball team at school? You ever heard of players they they would say like was real good in practice and stuff, but in the game you was like they either didn't play or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the same impact with not having fans or a little bit of fans. You're just it's like the briefly open runs where you think, wow, this person crazy. Mm-hmm. Like so, like Randall this year. Randall isn't a 40%. Randall this year is super – it was inflated because of fan, no fans and stuff because he was shooting. Him and Joel shot crazy, like, damn near – or 40-some percent from three, and they're not really that good of a shooter at right. all. Either. And I would say don't be surprised in the playoffs if, you know, more fans coming back to start to drop. That's what I'm going to say because a lot of of fluky shooting happened this year Mm -hmm. with these people because Randall, his stats was already inflated because they just gave him the ball and let him do whatever on offense, Right. which he for-raised the offense, but their offense wasn't really even good. It was average at best, so you wasn't winning because of offense, but you know he was the best player on the offense. So, oh, you are the best player on the team. I'm not going to take that away. But they really were just an elite defense, which you are gonna have with Thibodeau. And you benefited from a, a fluke year, honestly. A COVID year, I would say.
0: A COVID year. A COVID and year. so and how and okay, you talked about it a little bit. How good is Julius Randle? Is he a guy because I already talked about it. I described it as I compared the two Julius Randle is like the equivalent of a quarterback who's like a fringe a franchise quarterback. So you kind of like you're you're kind of wondering and questioning should you pay him long term because if you pay him long term and you give him a big time contract, it's going to make it really difficult to put other pieces around him. How good is Julius Randle? You should not pay for
1: you should not you should not you should not hey, Julius Randall is a starter. You can't even argue how level starter. I don't think he's really an all-star caliber player. But it's sad because this year, the way he's played, the Knicks is going to probably pay him. And what's going to mess them up is when he regresses next year, <laughs> nobody's going to want him. So mm-hmm. you're going to be stuck with that. Um, that. So I think, honestly, the Knicks just need to ride this year, ride the successor this year, and go try to sign, go try to, Kawhi's not gonna resign with the Clippers. Initially, he's not gonna resign. You know, he may end up going back, but he's going to test the market. Mm-hmm. Go all in on Kawhi. Go all in on Kawhi and try to go all in on a Bradley Bill trade. Try to do that. Try to do that. I if I'm the Knicks, that's what I'm doing before I even commit to re-signing Randall. If I resign sign Randall, you're getting one to two years max. I'm not committing <laughs> to you long term.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. I I don't I wouldn't pay him um a long I, I wouldn't give him a long term deal. Um I I think the I think the the progression of Randall has been overstated a bit. He you know, he's played more minutes. He's gotten the he, he has the ball and his usage is at a, is at a sky high rate and I think that is high. that has caused the inflation in his stats.
1: Very high and, and it's super inflated. It, it, it's it's kind of like what Dan Tony likes to do with play. go watch like Dan Tony play with certain players. Their stats are always inflated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With the Jeremy Lin, Nick Young, when he played with Dan Tony, a lot of players' stats get inflated when you just throwing on the ball, throwing on the ball, throwing on the ball. It, your stats are gonna be inflated,
0: right. right? Let me get. So we're gonna move on. Let's move to these predictions. I'm gonna get your predictions for the first round because I, I want to bring you back on round by round. I want to get your predictions for the first round. So do you think the so you think the Warriors are gonna beat the Memphis Grizzlies in the play-in? Yes. All right. So the Warriors will become the eighth seed. Let's start out east. We got the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Wizards. Um Philly's the one seed, obviously. Who you got?
1: I got Philly and six.
0: Philly and six. Okay, you giving you giving Washington two games.
1: Yeah, I give Washington two games.
0: Okay, I I agree. I'm gonna go with Philly. I'm gonna go with Philly and five though. Philly and five. Um, I think I don't I don't I don't trust the Wizards defensively, so I I get Philly and five. Um, the Knicks and Atlanta. This is the four or five matchup. The Knicks versus Atlanta. Who do you got?
1: Knicks versus man. I got the Knicks and. I think the Knicks could actually win a seven
0: game series. I I think it probably probably will go seven, but I got the Knicks winning. Yeah, me too. I got the Knicks in six. I think the I I think Atlanta. I like how they have turned the corner with Nate, McNe- Nate McMillan, and they have given yeah. more effort on the defensive side of the basketball. But I think defense will win this series. Whoever has the better defense will win the series, and I'm gonna go with Tibbs on that. So I'm i I'm gonna say the Knicks in six. Uh, Milwaukee versus Miami. This is the three six matchup. Who you got?
1: I got Milwaukee. And I'm a saying five. I, I'm I, Giannis. I'm trusting you. I, I'm I'm trusting him. Drew Holiday. Middleton is going to be better because he has a lesser role, and I I'm I'm trust, trusting Giannis, and I'm trusting Giannis this year. I'm trusting him.
0: Okay, I got, I got, I, I got Milwaukee. Um, I think I had them in five games. I th- yeah, I think I had them in five games as well. So I think they beat Miami this year. And then Brooklyn versus the Celtics. Who you got? I mean, well,
1: oh, for of.
0: Four of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't see how. I mean, that Brad Stevens already waved the right flag already before the series yeah, even started. Yeah. That's so. Amazing
1: that's crazy i was like wow yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was sick i got brooklyn in four i i mean when tatum is off the floor the celtics offense just looks crazy um i don't know who Kemba is going to defend in this series uh so i don't know how boston can get a game or even two games so yeah brooklyn in four um you kind of gave it away a little bit but in the Western Conference, Utah versus the Golden State Warriors. Who you got? Hey, Golden State in six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I'm going to take the leap of faith. I'm going to say Utah in seven, um, given the health of Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to say Utah in seven. I'm going to give Utah a little bit more respect than, than you. But it would not surprise me if you if if Golden State could win this series. I think it, I mean it's a seven game series, so like game sevens, it can literally go either way. So, but I'm gonna go Utah in seven. Um, the Clippers four or five matchup versus the Mavericks. Who you got? I got the oh I
1: got the Clippers. I I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six, but I don't think. I think the Clippers is going to show them like last year. It's going to last year was kind of fluky, and I think Paul George. I'm expecting a good playoff run from Paul Joyce this year. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm expecting a good playoff
0: run from Paul Joyce this year. Okay, I, I got the Clippers. Also, I got the Clippers in six. Um, I gave Dallas two games because I think Luca. I I just think I I love Luca so much. I think he's going to. You know, I think he he'd be good enough to win them two games at least. Um, I just don't think the Dallas deep Dallas defensively, uh, it's just awful. So yeah. I don't I don't think they're gonna be able to stop the Clippers.
1: That's that's what's making it like uh, Dallas had a better defense, which you would think with um, Josh Richardson and stuff, but it just hasn't panned out. So I, I think yeah.
0: Um, Denver, the three six matchup between Denver and Portland. Who you got?
1: I got this. Was killing me. Like I was really. I watched so much tape of them playing um, this week because I really like. Damn, like. Jam- you would think on the surface, you no know, Jamal Murray, um, Portland should be able to pull it out. Denver's defense is clearly better. Yes. No, and they got. And it's not, I'm not even trying to say Denver's an elite defensive team. But Aaron Gordon was a great addition. Helps out a room protector and very versatile. Michael Porter stopped being a walking lick on defense. <laughs> I had no hope for him last year. But Denver is deep at the guard position. And Michael Porter looks like a star. And Portland has the second worst, like, uh, bottom five worst defense in the league. Like, I don't see – I'm going to say Denver in seven. But I just don't see a world where you play that bad on defense and you can win a series. I just think it's going to be shootouts and Portland. And and also, Portland's offense sucks. It's just ISO, ISO, CJ Dame, you know, everybody else get their touches here and there. We really don't want a cohesive offense.
0: Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I I this is this is a series I don't feel comfortable with um because I like I liked I had so many high aspirations for Denver. I thought Denver could could be a finals team um, honestly. With with the acquisition of um Aaron Gordon and then not to mention, you know, the injury obviously the injury to Jamal Murray, but prior to that, I thought they really had a good chance to getting out of the Western Conference um because yeah. I love the I love the fact that they added Def- they added more athleticism to their front court, and that's what they lacked. Um, this like to, at the beginning of the season because they lost Jerry and Grant, but I felt like they got some of that back.
1: Right, bro, Chip, that that was also Jerry losing Jerry and Grant was actually a big, a big, a big, a big thing with them.
0: Yeah. I I, 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 I I didn't and I, and when they first lost him, I thought they'd be able to regroup and plug in and plug and play somebody. And it just didn't, it just it did it didn't work. So when they yeah. added Aaron Gordon, I'm like, this is what this is what they needed. But Portland, they're so isocentric. And Terry Stotts, I think, is another coach who's on the hot seat. Um I think he's on the hot seat. I think like if Denver if Denver Me beats too. Portland in five games, I think he's gone.
1: Bro, I said, bro. I, I actually did a video before the season after last year. I think when they lost in the playoff, I was saying Scott and CJ need to go. I said they just need Dave, Scotts need to go and they need to break out that backboard. It's a it's cool. It's you know fun. It's what it makes us who we are. I don't care. I like basketball. I like winning. You're not going to win with Dame and CJ in the backboard. I don't care how many tween tween has these splashes you can do. Or highlights, like, um, I don't care. You're not winning with that backcourt, so they need to. Both of them need to go, and that's just the truth,
0: facts. I, and I don't, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, I'm gonna give Portland. I'm gonna give Portland. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go Portland in seven. Like I said, I don't feel truly confident in that. I think the. I think it's gonna be a lot of shootouts. because yeah. Portland not gonna be able to stop Denver even with them not having Jamal Murray. I think if they had Jamal Murray, I think this would be an easy five-game series, probably six. But I'm All gonna go pull it in seven. Um yeah. Two versus seven, Phoenix versus the Lakers. Who you got? I got
1: the I got the Lakers and I got the Lakers in five. I got the Lakers in five. But the Lakers are the I'm kinda mad because if, I think Devin Booker is very playoff resilient. But for some freaking reason, the Lakers is always guarding him very well. Mm. And what I realize is, you know me, I be I be studying the tape, be studying the film, bro. Devin Booker has a bag full of moves going to his right hand, pull up, crazy drives, da da da. When he goes left. Watch, watch when I point it out, and watch how this happens. When I when he goes left, it's almost always a shot, a pull up jumper. Hmm. And the Lakers kind of sit on that. And most teams I don't think pick that up, but the Lakers can. They sit on it and actually, you know, has the size and left to guard it very well. So maybe a game Devin Booker explodes or two, but I don't think we're gonna see like when Devin Booker is gonna be at his peak in the playoffs. We may not get to see it. I bet, but I think the Lakers in five. I think A D should be able to destroy DeAndre Ayton on both ends. Um Chris Paul's not gonna do anything.
0: And <laughs> Michael Michael Hell, you just a, a tad bit too small for the king. Yeah. Um, I, I got Phoenix in five games as well. I said the I said all five games I think are gonna be like closely competitive and the Lakers yeah. just squeak out because I think they can get more stops and I think they can get more buckets. Um I Anthony Davis should eat in this series. He should eat. He, he better? He, he, yeah. Come on. If he yeah. can't if he can't eat in this series, then I don't know what to say. He better.
1: Dang, I I no. I don't care. It's the playoffs. I don't I don't care about injuries in the playoffs because when it was curry, nobody cared. And I realized, you know what? Injuries part of basketball. So from now on, I don't care. I don't care about injuries in the playoffs. LeBron fans, they sure didn't care when Miami was barely was good. On the last limit The finals, they, they they, still brag about that ring. The king, the king, the king. I don't care about no injuries. I don't want to hear if A.D. play bad. I don't want to hear, oh, he's hurt. I don't want to hear when LeBron loses to the Clippers, the Western Conference Finals. I don't want to hear my, ah, I don't want to hear my ankle. He said he knocked hundred percent. I don't care. Injuries won't matter to me. you playing basketball, that's part of the game. I don't care. I don't care about no injuries. AD, you better who? AD, he better who? I, I may just go DM him today. I may DM He ain't going to reply, but I may just DM him today and say, you better who." you better who bomb on your
0: case you I agree I, I I like with this LeBron ankle situation I just feel like it's been totally overblown and I think it's just it's another tactic to spin a narrative and I've already I've already pointed it out I pointed it out a couple weeks ago when he said hey I'm never going to be 100% and I know he like some people kind of took it out of context but I just feel like it's just been totally overblown, and it's just a placeholder for if the result don't go their way. <laughs> right,
1: right. But, with, with like, you, you, when you' healthy and playing good is you. When you playing good is I'm healthy. I'm back. Oh, I'm hurt. And I, for for some reason, it's something that I studied one day, and it's like a psychological trick. Because Gilbert Arena's talking about this one day, and I looked into it. When somebody's hurt, and, like, some players, when they get hurt, when you have an excuse, it kind of makes you play better than when you have no excuses mm. to play good. Like, you have to play good. You ain't got nothing wrong with you. But some players, like, when they, like, get hurt or something, when they got an excuse or something, they just start playing crazy. Because for some reason, whenever LeBron gets hurt, he automatically knows how to shoot. But I think when he's healthy, so he's probably thinking about stuff too much. So I I don't know. And he also provides himself a cushion with the media. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah that, that I don't care. Like bro, like to me, I have LeBron as a go. But I don't like I don't like the the, the tactics he does like. Stop, bro. You don't need to like try to manipulate the media or play this "I'm hurt" game. Like, stop, bro. You you too good for that, bro. That's stuff like that makes me understand why people don't like them and will never have them as they go because stuff like that's annoying.
0: Yeah, I, it's 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 like a it's like it's just plain old tactics, and it's easy to see through. I, I think a lot of people are starting to see through it, and it's like, come on, LeBron, stop.
1: Yeah, like you you don't you don't need to do all of this, bro. You don't need you are too good for this.
0: But um so so you got anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um what do you think about what do you think about the um how do the how would you say the next need to move forward from this year? I got two questions for you. How would you say the next
0: thing to move forward after this shoot? So since they made the playoffs, and you said it, you you said it. I think you you put you think I think you said this is the wrong year for them to make the playoffs because yeah. this draft class is really good. I would so I would try to go all in on a star if I couldn't land that star, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I know Kawhi is probably the best player that's available. On the open market, as far as a free agent, so that might be the guy they need to target. But if that does not work and fall through, and I don't think it will, I think they should try to re sign Julius Randle and try to, and try to make a, try to remove a trade for possibly Carl Anthony Towns. Um, yeah. a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, I feel like I think they should try to make a move at that for that juncture. Now, I know the fit between. Randall and in towns may not be perfect but that's why you but that's why you don't sign Randall to a long-term deal because yeah. you you know you want to be able to you want to i i would sign Randall to a trade-friendly contract and then try to go after uh carlos towns right, and, right. And, and and go from there
1: Ooh, i wonder this is there a way the Knicks can get Randall, no, Towns, D and Booker. Booker's not gonna be in Phoenix that much longer, especially after Chris Paul leave. Well I'm the Knicks, that could end up being my game plan, trying to get like I'm okay, like I'm trying to get towns this year. The Wolves, if they get first I'm gonna draft K. Boom. Let me try to get D from there. Let me try to get both of them. I'll give you what you want. And then as a free agent destination, make sure you create a cap room so when Book is a free agent a couple of years or he may just try to force his way out to get to New York or sign there.
0: <laughs> That's interesting because and, – and I think Minnesota – the reason why I mentioned Carlton for Towns because Minnesota obviously going to be a lottery team again and they may have the chance to at drafting somebody either one or two or whatever. If yeah. if if Minnesota likes Evan Mobley, I think oh, that I think that would even open the door even more for the Knicks to possibly trade for Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Right, it would.
0: So that's would. so that's why I'm kind of hell bent on the Knicks trying to go after Car Carl Anthony Towns because I mean Cat he's a nice player he puts up good numbers but. I feel like there's just – I think there should be – I think there's some type of boiling point for the Wolves. Like, where, hey, like, we got Anthony Edwards. He he looks pretty well. He looks pretty good. So, I think, it, like, you got to build off of something new, I feel like. Yeah, like, I look,
1: I hope they pick top three because if it's four, it goes to the Warriors.
0: So. Right, right. And, the, and, and how beneficial would that be for the Warriors?
1: It's
0: like a rich get richer, right? Like the and I heard, I think I heard, I heard Colin Cowher say the Warriors should just break this team up and it's over. Stop living in the rearview mirror. And I was like, no, no, actually, this team is a bona fide contender when Clay Thompson comes back and get healthy. I mean, right. Thompson, man develops another year, right? I, I'm, I'm just looking at this roster. I'm like. Andrew Wiggins finally has found his home in a certified role. Not to mention what they could do in the summertime, as far as drafting or free agency. I don't. Yeah. Th- I think this team has another play. Like I think they have another championship run in them if they make the right moves. Yeah, if they
1: make the right moves, they could have another run in them. They should be able to. Took Curry falls off, and uh, this is the last thing I wanted to add was this
0: the only year Denver could have made the finals? <sighs> That's tough. Um Okay. Let me let me let, let okay. Let me think about this because Denver I and like I said, I thought Denver if they could have stayed healthy, I think they could have beat the Clippers and I would have give I would have given them a chance. I would have gave them a shooters chance, a punchers chance. To beat the Lakers.
1: Me too. That's what makes you think. Was this the only year they could have made the finals?
0: That's a good question. That's actually a good question. Was this the only year the Nuggets could have made the finals? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no for this reason. Because Mary and And I think it's more – I'm going to say no because of the youth. And I'm more so looking at Michael Porter Jr. Because I think – because he took another level this year. But I think he can take another level. I think there's another level Michael Porter Jr. could go to. And I think he could easily – as good as Jamal Murray is and as explosive, as exciting as he was in the bubble last year in the playoffs, I do think – there is a chance where Michael Porter Jr. could become the second best player on the Nuggets. And that's well, no said,
1: yeah, I agree. I don't think they win. I don't think they win the championship unless he's the second best player.
0: Oh, 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 okay. So yes. I think if I think I don't so no, I don't think this is the only year they can do that because I look at the Lakers and their situation. A D, he hasn't quite taken the next step that we that I thought at least he should have taken. So LeBron is getting older, so the Lakers, you know, future looks a little bleary. The Clippers, we don't know what that all could entail. Kawhi could leave. We don't, so we don't know. So I, so I'm gonna say no. I don't think this is the only year the Nuggets could have gotten to the finals and possibly win it. I'm gonna say no because I like, I, I like the develop the development of Michael Porter Jr. and then Jokic is the the MVP this year. So no, I don't think so. You What you think? I
1: think this is the only, for the next few years, I'd say this is the only year they probably could have made it. Mm. But watching them develop and Michael Porter and seeing how these other teams fall off, they will have another chance again in the future if everything stays together. But at least for now, I would say this is the only year they could have made it, because I don't see them who it's hard to gauge what people develop. If my I would say this. If Michael Porter Jr. continues to develop offensively and turns into at least Andrew is on defense, they'll be a legit concern.
0: And, and and think about Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr., do you think do you think he's as good as Jalen Brown?
1: No,
0: but I think he has more potential.
1: Okay, I don't think he knows how to put it all together yet, to like Jalen. But he has the potential. To
0: because I better. think, it's, it's, it, like I said, this is no slight to Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown has reached like his peak. He people.
1: is what he is. He's not getting
0: better. Right. I think he's an All Star, second or third option. That's what he is. Do you think? Do you think Michael Porter Jr. could be as good as Jason Tatum? Or if not better?
1: Damn. Bro, he can be a better score. Bro, yeah. In theory, he, he can. I don't trust he'll develop the passing ability. No, I don't think his
0: defense would be as good as Tatum's. Whatever yeah. as Tatum's.
1: Like, I think Tatum, I think he may end up being a better scorer, but not total offensive player. And I think the defensive gap would probably still be too big.
0: Okay. But And that's, but fair. I, I
1: that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael, people forget. If Michael Porter doesn't get hurt, he's the first pick in the draft.
0: He's the first pick in the draft.
1: Yeah, so uh, Michael Porter was, that was a steal for Denver because I still would have picked him in the top five based off that just
0: Yeah, yeah. I still would have picked him. I mean and, and and I was gonna say with Tate with the Tatum situation offensively, I think he can be better because he first he's the bigger guy. But then I look at Tatum's finishing ability. I don't think this gets enough talked about I don't think this gets talked about enough. And I like Tay I love Jason Tatum as a like his his game. But his finishing is not that great. For, for his size and his skill level, his finishing is not that great. He's a lot to be desired. It, 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 yes, it leaves a lot to be desired. That That's a, that, that's the perfect way to put it. And I feel like with Porter, he – I think he's deceptive. Like, he's, he's strong, and I don't think a lot of people really, like, see it until, like, he finishes at the rim. But he's a strong finisher at the rim and probably a little bit more athletic than Taylor.
1: Yeah, he, he's – yeah he even with the injuries i think he's probably more athletic and he's he plays stronger than tatum i don't think he plays stronger. i don't i wouldn't say he's stronger but he definitely plays stronger
0: than tatum yeah yeah so is there is there anything else and oh yeah i want to ask you this before you go before before that the, the, this is the last thing who is can you predict over the next two years who's going to be the next best player in the league? Next two years. Um,
1: okay. Giannis. I, Curry. Mm. Giannis. <laughs> Curry. Giannis. Curry's going to be 34. Giannis. I'm going to say. If it's not next year, the year after next, Giannis would be the best player in the league. I think Steph has another Super Saiyan year. And I think Steph has another Super Saiyan. I think LeBron got probably one more Super Saiyan year. But I think I by by the end of next year or the, going into the last two years, well, two years from now, it's going it, it, to be Giannis.
0: And Giannis, I'm not going to lie. Giannis has grown on me. He really has. And instead of me, and I like I crit, I used to criticize him a lot. But I'm I sit back and I started really looking at the supporting cast. And I think this is this year by far, I think it's his best supporting cast. I really do think Giannis, like, we need to stop paying attention on what he can't do. And first, Mike Bootenholzer. This is why I'm so hard on Mike Bootenholzer now, because I'm like, noser, put him in these positions where he can get better so okay that's I, I like that be honest to be the next best player in the next two years or year and a half I like that
1: yeah I, yeah it definitely has to be honest I don't see anybody taking that mantle his I think his two-way I think his two-way ability can trump a lot of people's even all-time offensive ability but, I
0: yeah, I'm not even mad with that. Bat, bat, bat. Um. So this is gonna wrap it up. Um. I thank Najee, aka No Layups, for coming on. Uh. You know, sharing, giving his wisdom out. Uh. As I mentioned, I'm gonna have you come back on, uh, round by round to get your prediction into. You know, you, and, and as he yeah. said, you break down film, which a lot of people don't. Uh. A lot of people don't watch basketball, but that's never here. Or there. Right. Um, <laughs> Any any final thoughts? Any last thoughts you want to uh, give out, Najee? Uh,
1: no nah, man. Just appreciate you for having me on the pod. Definitely, you know, whatever. Shoot, you can have him back up here in second round, finals, conference finals. I don't care. I like basketball. Hey, hey, catch me football season. I, I, look, I, bet, I bet I'm getting back in my football bag. I'm going I'm to drop some gems for you. Look, I'm going to tell you this. This going to surprise you. Football was my favorite sport until I was about 13, 14. For real. So how I used to watch basketball, mm-hmm. I used to watch football. And I used to – Jason Campbell is one of my favorite players. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The, the, it sucks being a Redskins fan. <laughs> or watching the football team. But, yeah, bro. So, hey, Ashley, football season, too, man. I'll be back in my bag. Um, appreciate you for having me up here. Um, shout out artist fans.
0: Uh follow my page on social media. That's where I'm most active. And you know, appreciate you, man. No problem, no problem, no, no, no problem, no Um, and I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the IKP. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh I'll be back next week. And as I already mentioned, I will leave the links in the, I will leave Najee's uh social media um information in the links in the description, in the description. So but right below it should be right there check out his instagram so um twitter youtube channel all of that good stuff great content i thank him for coming on i appreciate him coming on once again peace deuces i'm out always remember two choices one decision gone